0: Welcome to Mintcast, the podcast by the Linux Mint community for all users of Linux. This is episode 412.5, recorded on Sunday, May 14th, 2023. Wying the fi again? I'm Moss. Didn't get shot. I'm Joe. Sweet mama, I'm Bill.
1: Buying pies for his girlfriend. I'm Majid.
0: Let's move on to Linux innards. I hope you got a glass of water, (laughs) Majid.
1: Okay, then. So, if anybody was paying attention to the, uh, on my first uh, episode, uh, when I talked a little bit about how I got into Linux. You might have figured out that I was a big Amiga fan. Um, Amiga, by the way, it means girlfriend in Spanish, apparently. Um, and so that's why there's loads of jokes about...
2: Girl that is a friend. And... Like, friend that is female, not like girlfriend.
0: Exactly. Okay. Yes. Because yeah, Amigo, amigo yeah. is like a, a guy yeah. that is a friend. So
1: yeah. um, I often do check out uh, you know, retro channels on YouTube just to... Uh, see what's happening in the old Amiga sphere and what's going on and sometimes you know get like themes that make my uh, uh my boxes look a bit uh like retro Amigas things like that. In the past I've used uh, Win UAE, uh, which is a universal Amiga emulator on Windows and I've used RetroPie uh, on some Raspberry Pis to run some Amiga games. Uh, I even bought a Amiga forever machine uh, which was like a small, it was basically like a single board computer. It was an A500 uh, kind of case, but much smaller. Um, and you know, I was preloaded with like 25 or 30 games or whatever. And I also contributed to the Amiga Forever project by Cloanto. So I recently came across uh, Pi Amiga, which isn't about Raspberry Pis for your female friend. um It's uh, a Workbench replacement for the Commodore Amiga, which is built for Raspberry Pi 400. It's based on uh, the classic Workbench uh, and Scalos Workbench replacement and and the user provide ROMs are what make it work. There's a couple of links in the uh, show notes, uh, one of which was a guide on how, uh, which I used on uh, setting it up. So the main advantage of MEGA is that you get a ready set disk uh, image containing everything you need to get running and playing games or other applications. The recommended hardware is that you use a Pi 4 or Pi 400 uh, with a proper power supply. Uh, you need about 2 gigs of RAM, have a mouse, an SD card of 64 gig is recommended, and a 1080p display. So first you download the MEGA image, uh, Uh, which doesn't come from a specific well it does come from a website but you know it's not it comes as a torrent uh, so use whichever BitTorrent client you have and it's uh, compressed uh, with uh, 7-zip and so it requires appropriate decompression. Now the Amiga BIOS was known as kickstart ROM and PyMega is shipped as non-working and it doesn't have that Amiga BIOS so to run it, you need to get the Kickstart ROM. And as I said, it it has no Amiga ROMs. So this is for uh, copyright and licensing. Um, now, there are a couple of uh, options to get it. You can download uh, the Amiga Forever Android app. Uh, there's also the Amiga, Amiga Forever website. Uh, you pay, I think it's four or five quid. Um, and you can download those uh, BIOS files. Um, so then it comes, gets to the stage of, okay, how are you going to get Pymega onto your SD card? And the Raspberry Pi imager, uh, works absolutely fine. Um, you just, uh, you just, when you're, uh, scrolling, you just go choose OS, you go to custom. And I used a 32 gig, uh, SD card that I had lying around, didn't have a 64 one lying around. Once the writing is complete, uh, you've got to make sure, though, uh, of a couple of things. Um, you need to make sure that you've got three partitions on the card, a boot, a rootFS, and a kick partition. Um, you sh- uh, you- there are a couple of problems that can occur where you can't see it. Um, and there's some things in the guide which tell, you know, you eject your card and reinsert it and see if you can find it. Then you find, Then you take your ROM image that you got from Amiga Forever or from wherever, um, you locate the three point one kickstart uh rom. You copy that dot rom file to the partition, uh, and rename it appropriately. Then now you can unmount the SD card, put it in your uh Pi four hundred, and your setup is complete. Once you've uh, booted into it, you say, "Wow, this is cool, man!" And it's nineteen ninety five. Um, you press F twelve and you choose quit, and the image auto logs in you as with the username of Pi with the password Pi you need to do a couple of things first, though, before you can use it properly. Um, so you need to set up. Um, you need to yeah you know, uh, alter with your file system. So you need to uh, run a sudo rasp by config and uh, expand the image that you have to fill the entire SD card. Um, you need to uh, configure your locale settings. Um, there's you need to set up your Wi-Fi. The display by default is 1920 by 1080 at 60 Hertz. If you are in a power region which doesn't support 60, you can go down to 50. Um, It's not really an issue because most HDMI devices support 50 or 60 Hertz. Um, But if you really want it to be proper old school and you want to connect this up to a CRT monitor, as some people do, uh, that's something you need to take into account. Um, if you want to use the uh, the jack or USB audio on your on your Pi, you, you'll need to edit the uh, sound.config um, and you can also adjust the volume uh, by typing in sudo ulcer uh, mixer. When it comes to joysticks and controllers, uh, whatever joystick or controller you've got, uh, make sure that you plug it in when you're booting up. Um, and then, you know, you can configure it uh, in the emulator F12, you import the port uh, one. Select a controller, resume or save your config. If you're not using uh, a controller, you can leave the AmiBerry setting to disabled, or you can, uh, or a keyboard may place a P when pressing to issue, key issues that occur. I didn't have any of that personally. Um, as you, as you probably all know, the Pi 4 and the 400 already have Bluetooth 5 built-in so to pair a device. Again, you do that through the uh, command line. Um, and there's uh, some commands that are in the show notes explaining how to do that. Um, oh, feel free comes to, the to, USB,
2: to, to dig into the command line in the innards. No, no, no. Uh,
1: Okay, fine. So it should say agent register. So you turn on Bluetooth by putting sudo Bluetooth CTL, and it then should say agent registered if it's on. This will then put you into a Bluetooth mode, and you type exit to quit this, and then you type, uh, now you type help to see the commands, and to pair a device you, in the terminal, you pi- type scan. Then pair uh, the MAC address of the device. So for example, Bluetooth pair 11, uh, colon 22, colon 33, colon 44, colon 55, colon 66. Um, if you're stuck, uh, web search Bluetooth Pi. Uh, when it comes to the USB, you can insert any USB into the USB I Power on The device will be mounted via Linux to Media slash USB. Um, it's available in the workbench as DH5, and this can be configured in the emulator as a folder mount in Media slash USB. Any format file system that Linux can read will not work, but the USB is not hot swappable. If you remove or re-plug in, you have to power off and power
0: on. A warm reboot will not do this. You need to be aware of. Majid, mm-hmm. you said any for- format of file system that Linux can read will not work. No, will work. Sorry. Oh, I said will not.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, I apologise. I apologise.
1: Yeah. So any format uh, file system that Linux can read will work. Yeah. I was getting my ahead of myself, thinking about the not swap hot swappable USB. <laughs> um, As a tip that I noticed when you're inside the OS, uh, you can open your USB I can then right click choose all view files to show them or just use uh, the directory opus on the top dock bar. So after having done all that and having got some game ROMs um, from the internet as well what was the experience like well i think using it on the pi 400 i mean it's it's the perfect device for it you know it's the same kind of form factor that you had you know a keyboard uh with all the things in the back it's not a separate thing so from that perspective uh, i think it works really well i did have some issues when i was trying to get some game demos to work because you, sometimes you find these um um so in the old days when you know as a kind of uh drm Type of thing back in the '90s, you know, you'd have to have the original discs. In ancient and times when dinosaurs ha-
2: roamed.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, and you'd have to, you know, they had they'd do some checking to make sure that you actually had a legit disc and not a copy that somebody had just, uh, you know, uh, copied your floppy uh, disc with. And so, if you were then trying to get one of those that you know one of your mates has got, I don't know, sensible soccer, and you want to get a copy, you had to um, alter. Some stuff um, I'm trying to remember which uh, which files it was, but you know you could basically chip it or crack it so that you know it would then work in, a, in any machine and um, so you do find that some of the game ROMs that are out there are those type and I did find a bit of a, uh, a bit of issue getting them to work. it would always it would look for a controller that doesn't exist or look for a mouse that you know, is attached but isn't attached. Um, and so I wouldn't be able to actually uh, load in, um, which is a little bit annoying. Um, you
2: should have listed what games you did get worked.
1: Uh, so Sensible Soccer does work. Uh, Zool works. Zool 2 works. Um, Another World was a bit, mm, yeah, it, it kind of did, but it kind of worked. Were you a fan of those uh, uh, mon-
2: old text-based games?
1: No, not Really? Not really. I was always a graphical. Guardian didn't work. Um, And I'm not entirely sure why it didn't work. Um, What else was there? Oh, there was a whole bunch. The the Street Fighter 2 version for the Amiga, that worked. Um, And then I realized why the SNES version was better when I played it. Um, So it was good fun. Um, I do think there's a lot of roles
2: to... You're telling me you didn't like Zork?
1: Zork? You mean Zool?
2: Zork. Meant Zork. He means. I mean Zork, Zork the original text-based I, game.
1: Like. Oh, okay. I, well, um, it
2: wasn't the first, but it was the first that was really popular.
1: I was never into text-based games, um, so I didn't. I, I, maybe I'll try and get
0: some of them as well. Actually. I actually had an image-based game, which was Kingdom of Cross, which a uh, backhanded uh, compliment to Zork. Yeah. Now, Sensible Soccer was
1: really good fun, but I really wished I had a proper joystick for it.
2: You have really, to build your own you know, anymore, man. Use uh, that, or you can still get like Atari ones, but you know you'll have to make your own adapter to, hmm. to, to connect.
1: Yeah, but sensible uh, soccer was a good game, man. One of the few football games that was actually decent. At. I could make some proper curling shots. Anyway, um, so yeah, it was really it was good fun. It was uh, you know it was a little project kept me occupied. Um, some of the games were real fun to play. Other games were like this, uh, I think I've got a bit of roast-tinted nostalgia about, you know, yes, when I was 14, playing Body Blows was great. Now playing it now, is a bit, you know, it's well, not In, accurate, in
2: 1995
1: really. when you were four. In 95, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I hit 15 in 95. So yeah, 94, 95 when I was that age, it all seemed really quite cool. And now when you look at it, you go, we're the
2: same age? Yeah. <laughs> 1980? Or
0: 1981. Oh, okay, and so, he's a doctor. So I'm older than you.
2: Yeah, not by much though. No. comparatively. What have you got
0: to name. say for yourself, Joe? I'm so
2: much prettier than him. It hurts. That's what I have to say. About oh yeah, that.
1: definitely, definitely. Yeah, I mean, you you know you you, you don't look a day over twenty-two. Right. <laughs> I know. Me on the other hand, I'm
0: you know for uh, uh, hey, hey, people hey, get hey. me and Moss mixed up.
2: Let me hurt your feelings real quick. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You you <laughs> you don't look a day older than if you were born in 1922. Yes. I have got some hair. What are you on about, man? It's just very really thin it does exist. Yeah mine got so thin I just started shaving across <laughs> you it, so it looks people. like I'm balding but I'm really not. I have lots of the hair. The big is
1: irony is that when I was right a teenager here. I had such thick hair that I used to be called uh, I used to be called Brillo oh. pad I don't know if you guys will get this reference but you know you get those kind of iron wool things to clean your um, uh, your cooker and stuff get all the grease off that's what my hair used to look the, like and not in ran. a cool way
2: my, my hair they my they hair think is we've never heard of hines too and, and it used to be like almost red so if i would go out in the sun for any amount of time it would turn this like copper color and and that sounds quite cool actually no it it, it kind of was it looked like a, a a penny but then later on it got um lighter and if i went out in the sun it would get blonde And then later on, it got darker, and now if I go out in the sun, it just kind of hurts. (laughs) But anyways, no, man, I can't believe you missed out on text-based games in the 90s. I mean, yeah, Zork and um, Colossal Cave Adventure are older, but during the 90s, that was like the main time to do MUDs, which is multiple-user dungeons, which did require internet access. But um, it was one of the first multiplayer online games. Uh, specifically in the 90s.
1: I don't think I ever got my Amiga connected up to the internet. Mm. I think by the time I got internet, I had moved over to PCs.
2: Well, even then, you know, the 486s the in the 90s, the 386s, um, mm-hmm. playing the multiple user dungeons were pretty awesome. At least I thought so at the time. And I know at least one of the ones that I was playing back in the day is still around, and I, I will log in for my own bit of nostalgia think... every now and again. Yeah. I think the reason if, if I if I want to
1: come up with a rational explanation as to why I wasn't really into text games was I was one of these guys that were always uh, saying look my Amiga is not just a really good games console but it's a proper computer and I can do all sorts of stuff and I can do much better than your Mega Drives and your, uh, your Genesis sorry it's what we used to call Mega Drives uh, and your SNES and whatever and so you know, if you're gonna try if you're gonna try and show things off to your friends as to how great it is, it's gonna be graphic stuff, isn't it? It's gonna be Shadow of the Beast and the parallax that you get used to get on that. If it was
2: in the nineties, um, we were playing Doom.
1: Yeah, but ah so now there was a lot of hacks to try and get Doom to work on Amigas. I remember people you did all sorts of stuff and you had to get like accelerator cuts.
0: There's hacks to get doomed to work your on your toaster, calculator. Your, your I mean, that's yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I've heard that now. But I mean, like I'm still but, playing but, NetHack. leave me alone.
1: <laughs> but the thing was that the standard Amiga 1200 couldn't play it, you know. And any uh, similar type, you know, first-person shooter that was made, I remember there was one called Alien Breed, and there was a couple of others. Um, they, you know, you had to get some kind of expansion card uh to get it to work and there was quite a bit of a it was quite of a you know kind of a homebrew thing about trying to get it to work on that hardware and now when you see as you say it working on calculators and stuff like that you think to yourself you know are they now more powerful than the Amigas were of the 90s probably they are
2: probably I mean calculators are Mm. insane anymore hmm True yeah, said. well,
0: the Amigas were 32-bit Motorola processors.
1: Yeah, yeah. 68 um, 6800s, they which is interesting. What they and, add, and if
0: if anyone wants to s- send me an Amiga One PC, I'll uh, write me and I'll send you my address. Yeah. Uh, no. Um. So
1: you had to have a particular version of the 68. So I'm trying to remember now whether it was the 680 68020 was the one that was in the Amiga 1200, I think. And the yeah. one, and if you wanted um, to get Doom working or something similar, you needed a O three O or you needed a hard drive, because remember they didn't come with the hard drives. Or you needed an accelerator card. And it all kind of depended what your system already was. Um, yeah. Yeah,
0: they eventually got up to the six eight oh four oh in the Amiga three thousand. Yeah. But you're happy with the Who bought one of those? emulation? <laughs> yeah yeah it, yeah it i really mean i haven't done any proper work game. on it
1: yeah it does it does it's quite nice it is quite nice um there was actually and a- on that raspberry
0: pi 400 it even looks like an exactly menu. exactly well, I going to exactly and that a-
2: I, I really do enjoy the cases that you can get for like pi 4s or or make for pi 4s like the one that i have that looks yeah. like a, a regular nintendo and original nintendo mm-hmm. so yeah
1: yeah no exactly and uh, that's what i I like about uh, i like about it um the what was i going to mention Um, no 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 so um the i haven't done any so there are there are youtube videos out there of people like using amiga os in, in 2023 yeah whichever version of it uh uh, is around and uh, some people trying to say that you know they can use it as their daily driver which um, no i'm sorry that's bollocks um but i did think i would try and do a little bit of i don't know just standard word processing and stuff like that to see uh how that works i haven't got around to it yet but that's not that's my that's my next thing to do you know
2: just well you've got people that are um well even younger people that are using non-smartphones so dumb phones flip phones and things like that in order to disconnect a little bit from thing and I can kind of understand that so. yeah I, I, I've heard that I've heard that um but I'm not ne- I've yet to come across one. right you you haven't seen any of these teenagers in the wild anywhere
1: no and you know and I do have teenage sons you know um so I know. yeah I mean I read about this I read I read about this in the papers as well and I'm like it sounds like the kind of it sounds like a hipster thing. Do you know what I mean? Kind of. Did anybody watch the? Um, there was a movie with Adam, not Adam Sander, Ben Stiller, about three four years ago called When We Were Young, and it, it, it was Ben Stiller and somebody, and basically they were middle aged and they were feeling old, and they made they were they made friends with the couple next door who was Adam Driver and somebody else uh who are like in their 20s and young and all this kind of stuff and those guys were like hipsters and they were like listening to stuff on vinyl and have transistors and wearing fedoras whilst the you know uh the so-called middle-aged people were listening to their iPods and have had their iPhones and stuff like that you kind of feel like it's a bit like that you know it's a bit yeah I bet after a while uh the you know it won't last and they'll they'll have to go back to insta Instagramming everything and WhatsApping well, their food photos. Do you
2: think you're going to keep using your Pi four hundred to um, emulate an Amiga, or are you going to um, put that operating system on a micro SD card, put it over on the side, and then use the uh, Pi four hundred to the extent of its abilities? I think
1: the latter. So um, I I I do want to use. I haven't got a home server and my that was my original plan when I got this Raspberry Pi 400 was to use it as a home server. Um, and so I think it will be a, it's a um, it's a hobby. Um, as I said, I don't think it's something that can be used as a daily driver, proper thing. Um, if I wanted to, you know, play a couple of rounds of Sensible Soccer or Zool or whatever, then, you know, I'd, I'd put it back in but um yeah just
2: pull that micro sd card set it off to the side mark it somehow and it's ready to go when you want it
1: i know it's, it's amazing isn't it amazing how technology has gone you know um, and the things that you can do uh, nowadays
2: yeah <clears throat> no looking at this project whenever i do a project i, I like to um think about Knowing what I know at the end of it, what would I have done differently from the start? So do you have anything like that that would, uh, you know, help someone that's going to be doing this in the future? Um, follow the instructions.
1: <laughs> I know that sounds really like lame thing to say, but there are some really good guides out there. And if I just really followed them properly and I'd known... RTFM, uh, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you know, then I, would have, I wouldn't have had to go searching around to find out what the commands were. You know, um, there's this really, really good guide, actually, by a guy. I I put the link in the show notes. I'm trying to remember his name now. I think his name's Chris Edwards. And it was just brilliant. And I was just like, why didn't I find this earlier? You know, maybe I should have Googled a bit longer and found that. Because, you know, so many of the uh, commands that I needed to. And then the little things as well, like, for example, that, you know, that it's not a hot swappable um, USB. You know, you're just so used to that nowadays um um you know and you kind of like, why isn't it working now why isn't it working now right um i was lucky in that i already had the amiga forever android app i had that because i when i was doing the when i'd had my retro pie uh, i'd used it to get the kickstart roms um And so I, in one sense, I already had that. I this that's why I made a point of saying, look, it's not, it's a non-working thing. It doesn't have a BIOS. You need to get it. You know, um, that's a I lot of cases did.
2: when it comes to any any kind of your uh, emulators, like your your Neo Geo emulator, your, your PlayStation emulators, mm-hmm. anything that had like a proprietary BIOS. um You have to bring that with you. So you're supposed mm-hmm. to be getting it off of your own Amiga or your own. Um, Neo Geo P- PS, whatever. So that way, it, you have a right to the license. Now, that does not to say mm. that you can't download it illegally, but that's not what you're supposed to do. And these companies are trying yeah. to avoid the legal hassle from whatever company.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's only what? four or five quid four or five dollars you know it's not it's not like you're if, paying if, too much
2: if sony were offering the BIOSes for you know the original playstation to download it digitally and it was a couple of bucks i'd probably buy one but instead yeah. i'm expected to, to buy a playstation and, and find a way to pull it off of there myself hmm. or download it illegally
1: what sounds easier which, which is what's going to happen because that's that's just the, the general way that things work that if you give someone a legal and uh, easy way of getting stuff people will do that rather than finding all the hacks but if you then make it difficult then people will go well, excuse me i'm not going to do it i mean it's the, it's the classic reason why um things the, the streaming even. services No, why streaming has become a thing. No,
2: streaming became a thing um, when your cable companies got got dumb and greedy. And then you were able to get all of your stuff from Netflix relatively easily. And Netflix was really the only name in the game for the longest time. Yeah. Uh, But once it started splitting off and everybody had their own, torrenting kind of came back again.
1: Yeah, no and and it has to do, it has done. But like I mean I remember in the early two thousands, you know, the idea of being able to legally download music or legally download um uh movies. It was just, you know, you couldn't. So, you know, you spent your time on Kazar or Peer to Peer or Napster man, or whatever. Or yeah, or, Trying to and, avoid you know, AIDS. Yeah, you know, tr-, tr getting these really kind of rubbish quality, you know uh things and you know it was never and actually, if then somebody has yeah you know if somebody had then had said you know he, you know here's a service you pay fiverr and you can download whatever you want i think many people would have done it and this was this is always the issue isn't it with these big tech companies well, that, 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 you that's know, exactly they, what, they don't see how things
2: that's exactly what happened when it came to like music because you know now you can get spotify and if you're paying for spotify then you can actually curate your list and people are quite happy with that but hmm. or prime, or, or prime music, music or just about anything, Which, yeah,
1: whichever one yeah. Yeah.
2: But it's the same idea. You know, people are quite happy with that. They don't like being forced okay. into it. Are with, we? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, yeah exactly. Yeah.
1: And, you know, yeah. yeah. I mean, also, I mean, even things like Amazon Prime, for example, as a, from a video perspective, you know, they, it has its, you know, uh, you know, rent this movie and things like that. And people will, okay. you know, because they'll go. We know.
2: have wandered a little bit far from your topic. So let, let, <laughs> sorry. Let, yes. let, are we about ready to wrap are, this are up, we, guys? Are, we, are, are, are we, though? we? How far are we into this? 220 okay. um just to you know um so definitely try out text-based games from from you know the 80s and 90s they are awesome
1: hmm okay uh okay. this has, i'll have to check that uh through
0: so yeah that was um that was the innards that was the innards and now let's move into vibrations from the ether
2: And there, dun, dun, dun,
0: and, and it's the Joe and yeah, Brad there's show. There
2: was only one guy that was emailing us, but it, it, it comes out to a lot. I even got rid of one of the emails because it was kind of repeated. So um, I, I, I guess I'll read this off. Uh, and the first email is from Brad Alexander. Hey, Joe. So I heard that the midcast uh, with the call for hosts. And while I don't think I would be the proper demographic for being a host since... A I am mostly FreeBSD these days, except for my wife's desktop and laptop, which run DevUin. Um, is that the correct pronunciation for that? Dev1, Dev yeah. Um, Dev though I still admin Ubuntu and FreeBSD at work. Um, I hate most new things that have been introduced into Linux lately, including but not limited D, Docker, etc. So I would spend most of my time comparing B- butterFS to ZFS and so forth. I'd end up annoying. ZFS. um, No, you're wrong. (laughs) On this side of the pond, Um, I'd end up annoying the listeners and coming off like the graybeard sysadmin. Pretty much since I am um c i'd probably end up annoying at least you and moss since i am rather decidedly conservative so what else do you need on the back end anything said gray Bear could do i'm going to interject here i did not mention that brad if you want to do the audio editing we will hand that off to you so quick it'll make your head spin oh um, my gosh oh second, yeah. <laughs> uh could you suggest a decent set of bluetooth earbuds that won't break the break the bank and don't suck I have traditionally gone with the LG tones. I have the 730s, 750s, 810s, 830s, 910s, 912s, and 920s. I have a set of the 910s, but they cracked at at one of the seams, and I have a set of uh, 810s now. But I prefer the ones that retract with the button. Um, I also find that I like the neckband type because I always feel like I am about to lose one of the earbud style phones. The problem is that the quality of the tones has seemed to go into the crapper over time. The 920s were not as good as the 910s, and the 830s, 835s were not as good as the 810s, and so forth. And the SL5, SL6, XL7s don't even seem to be in the same league as the older ones. Got any thoughts, or maybe a pair or two you'd like to part with? Um, Thanks, man. Okay, now... um, I had some interesting responses, but I do want to say I haven't tried anything from the SL or the XL line, and I probably won't because they look stupid, <clears throat> and I guess they are, and the quality is garbage. Is he asking? Is he asking about like true wireless earbuds no, um, that type? He's asking about uh, neckband headphones, which is the. HBS line, which is oh, okay fine. HBS all right, uh, okay. the LG HBS line is really the only quality Set of uh, neck bands that have really come out and been worth the damn um, but I, I do talk about that that to some extent in my responses because I, I Modify these things all the time to extend the life on them and make them sound better. So yeah, and Yeah, we'll get into my complaints um and then I had responded and um, then Brad had responded back and kind of split up my response and his responses to my response, so I just put that here. Um, I wrote, "Well, I'm going to have to disagree with you, it is better to have differing opinions and viewpoints in both politics and operating system. We like having the peddly, petty dabbler alongside the neckbeard. Uh, that way we cover all the people that might be listening. Now, as long as we can all maintain civility, having someone with an opposing political viewpoint is always appreciated. If an idea cannot weather scrutiny, it is not much of an idea. And then he responded. I mean, you've
1: got me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got me and I'm, you know, quite different. And I'm a, I am reckon I'm a petty dabbler rather than a neckbeard. And, and although I'm uh, economically probably... More liberal than you, Yanks over there. I'm probably uh, socially more conservative. Well, so I I'm mean, technically, you know, I'm a
2: Democrat because I believe in in, in socialized services. But um, I also believe that um, restricting weapons isn't really the way to um, reduce violence overall, especially uh, weapon violence. Now, the reducing the manufacturing, maybe. Okay, let let uh, before I get off on a side. Let's get side, to that later. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Brad responded to to me, dude, you have no idea. And it is mostly the younger generation that is guilty of that intolerance and lack of civility. There are subjects that I can't even bring up when talking to my daughter because she will shut down. Okay. And then um, I had also said as to the headsets, I have to agree with you. It is getting harder to find quality neckband headphones and the best of them seems to be the 810s. But all the neckband styles are getting harder to find as more people want the true wireless. I cannot even keep myself an old broken stock as that is getting more rare and expensive. I have not yet found a quality replacement. Which is one of the reasons that I have been trying to get better at 3D design and printing. So I can make my own that are not terrible. I am still working on that. Um, I am also still on the hunt for decent sounding in-ears that uh, I can get at a low cost and convert to MMCX. Um, if you have any old retractables lying around, we can figure out how much it would cost to ship them back and forth and we will see what I can get working. Um, now he responded, I hear you. I have three sets of the Tozo earbuds, which in case anyone is wondering, look just like like a- the Apple crap things that you stick on your head, um, except they're not you know, the proprietary garbage. But I'm, really imp- but I'm not really impressed with them because, unlike the neckband, they always seem to be in a pocket or something. And I am not sure if I can multi-pair them or if um, they would be more of a pain in the ass than it's worth. So I have one set of T9s paired with my Nokia N900 and one pair of uh, NC2s paired with my iPhone. And the other NC2s with my pocketbook era reader that has decent te- te- text t- I keep one of the phone NC2s and one of the Era NC2s in each box, so that if I have my reader and I need to take a call, I can put the other bud in my ear. Now I, I'm gonna agree that any type of the the true wireless, it's so easy to lose one of them. Now I was thinking, S- oh, go ahead, go ahead.
1: Yeah, yeah so I'm just gonna say I have been, I've um, become a bit of a true wireless earbud. I'm not say fanatic because that'd be a bit ridiculous, but you know i've been i've gone I've gone through about fifteen twenty in the last year or so, not because I lose them or I break them. I just try different ones and um uh because I've got Amazon as well <laughs> amazon prime, I buy and if I like them, I keep them if I don't, I send them back, and generally they take them back without any issue. Uh,
0: within a month check out timu you might be able to find the same ones for a third of the price yeah i
1: saw timu but see timu my scam thing went off on the on the timu do you know what i mean uh, yeah it feels like that but it hasn't worked like that yeah. um and so i mean and plus my uh my wife wanted to buy some so i bought some for her my son wanted some so i bought some for him so i've been through a load over the last let me think when uh probably 18 months actually the so first ones I got were the uh, Sony WXM fours, no, sorry XM threes, the true wireless earbuds, which um which were good, but they weren't particularly comfortable, and I've got weird shaped ears, so they kept falling out, and uh, they were expensive. Uh, the Galaxy Buds Live, which are like the beans, you know, um, and they were re- they're really good actually, um, really good value, uh, really good quality. Um, uh, no, those are just like the buds Pro, I think those are. So these don't these don't even have the um, don't even have a silicon bit at all. You know, they're open ended uh, earphones. Um, the only issue with them is uh, the entire world can hear what you're listening to, which is fine, I suppose, if you're not that bothered. But you know that 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 was one. Um, then I got the nothing uh, nothing ear ones. But they're their first product which
2: um, those are supposed to be good we, I've we have, heard good things they're
1: they're, they're very good um I, I I took them abroad when I went uh, to India uh, and when I went to Saudi I think um yeah they were they were really good. Um, I've got nothing but a good stuff to say about them um I then uh, tried some of these budget brands like Fun, which uh, are very good for the price. And last but, 10 minutes, y- mm, yeah. Um, I then got uh, oh, what did I got? I got some so I-, I thought I saw a sale on some Sony uh WF400s, um, and then but the music, the actual quality. and I'm not an audiophile, right? I mean, half the time I've got sound uh, hearing issues anyway, so I'm probably not even being able to tell, but I did yeah, the, the sound quality wasn't particularly great on those uh then i got these uh jabra um elite ones which to my disappointment when i got them didn't have didn't have uh, active noise cancelling having said that they're still pretty good and they're water resistant and dust resistant sweat resistant so i use them for the gym i
2: do like my jabras both the neckband style that they have and the in-ear style true wireless that they have The only problem I have with my Jabra's is that um, you cannot use the left side independently.
1: So I think it depends which uh, model you have. So apparently the one that I have, you can, um, but that was after a software update. So I don't know if it's a software, you know, they need to push something out and it depends. They've got like 15 different varieties. It depends which one you've got. uh, I also tried. I also bought some different headphones, proper headphones. So I bought some Sony XM4s, uh, which are expensive, but they're fantastic. But because they're so expensive, I I, I don't want to take them out of the house, <laughs> you know. So which kind of defeats the object of having of having but, them. I really um, like but they, my Sony 700s
2: and the Sony XB1000s are all right. But they need to have the ear cups modified because they're too dang small and they sit on top of my earrings.
1: Yes, yeah. So I found that... Actually, I forgot to mention that. So I did have the CB500s and they, yeah, they were a bit too tight. I bought some clear audio headphones as well, which had phenomenal battery life. I had those for... I had those clear audio, Enduro audio for six months or oh, and i charged it once in Look, that period. if
2: you if you want to have a massive conversation about headphones we can do that next weekend on saturday i will i will do it all day i mean okay you, fine. you want to see okay, my collection yeah. i will go through it but yeah anyway, let's so go the, back to the, the last one oh good
1: yeah yeah the last one i'll just mention is the ones that i've got today which are the link buds s and i think that is they're a good um Kind of in between. So, yeah, sorry, I did go off a bit on what yeah, my... Yeah, you want to have a really long conversation?
2: Heck, we can make an innards where we just talk about headphones, and I will do that all day. But... Um, well, now, that, that,
1: that we figured that we figure out next topic, then. Bra-
2: Bra- back back to, to, <laughs> back to Brad. To Brad. Um, he was saying, I was thinking of picking up a pair of HBS 830s, um, if I can find one for a decent price. The only thing that I'm not sure about is having the Ford Reverse on the same rocker switch as the volume. Do you have any experience with them? Um, and he also said, oh, the other thing I was thinking was to get my HBS uh, 910s working again was to put some Gorilla glue into the area of the crack and trimming and sanding it down if needed. Do you have thoughts? Now, a couple things I didn't mention to him here was with the HBS 830s, I'm not overly a fan of having all of the controls on the left-hand side, but it turns out like the 1100 series, all of the controls that you use are actually on the left-hand side anyway, so it doesn't make much of a difference. Um, I can give a full review on that later to actually like. Now, um, I replied, uh, I just started wearing a pair of 830s with all the controls on the left-hand side. It is. It was fully unmodded, and I don't know what lot of uh, stuff I got it in. Wow, that just jumped. Somebody made a change. And, it, and I don't know what lot I got it in. It takes a little bit of getting used to, as um, most of the others have controls on the right-hand side. And, and with the 830s, you have to single-click for volume control and long-press for forward and back. They lose some granularity when it comes to skipping between tracks and making small jumps in a file, but they are decent quality and I would take more of them if I could find them at a decent price. Now, Superglue on its own is a bit brittle and I would normally say give it a try and use it till it breaks, but I recently had it suggested to me to use like a bag from a tea bag or some tissues to add structural support, which is something that got done with like my fingernail that split up the middle um it is it completely disappears when saturated and but it uh would prevent the glue from cracking and breaking in the first couple of uses it really does add a lot of structural support and it, in, in in well providing he did strength. mention
0: gorilla glue which is not the same right Super it's glue. the
2: same concept though and um generally mm. i also <laughs> use gorilla glue um it still has, I believe, the same active ingredient, and you can still use, like, cornstarch to activate it quickly and make it dry extremely fast. Or rubbing alcohol, which will quickly remove the moisture and cause it to dry. Now, so, now Brad had responded, um, Ironically enough, when I was looking for my Gorilla Glue, I found another pair of HBS 910s that appear undamaged. Um, though the cord on the right ear is about one inch shorter than the left one, but whatever. Yeah, like all my headphones do. I've been experimenting with these and since I'm only planning on using it for my book reader, it should be fine. The only downside is that these 5.0, so they have much shorter legs than the Bluetooth 5.2 or 5.3 of the newer earbuds, meaning they have shorter range, um, less battery life, etc, etc. I don't find that too much of a problem. I still... Uh, The other thing I don't like about the 830 series is the fact that it has Google Assistant built-in Likely with no way to disable it. I'm not a fan of home automation or the Googs Amazon series spying on me I have as much of that turned off as I possibly can Um, Now I did not tell you this But there is an application that you can go in and use that to control the buttons It has not worked as well recently But uh, I know in the past I was able to use it to do things like change um, either the service that was on, because I don't use the Google ones, or to completely disable it altogether and have that button do something else, like launch an application or whatever. And then Brad said, "Um, okay, I figured out what is going on with the second set of HBS 910s. That is the one, and I think I sent you pictures of that, where the insulation on the right earbud's cable was shredding. So, I have a pair of 910s that the left earpiece is cracked where it meets the band and goes around the back of the neck, and the second pair that has a shredded cable insulation. How difficult is it to swap one of these two earpieces? Is it a plug and play type of thing? And then I responded as long as you break off the cover that uh, hides the last screw, um, which is specific to the 910s, I don't think that there is anything preventing you from using a left side on a right or vice versa. The two solder joins, um, and the only thing that you, there, there are two solder joints, and the only thing that you really need to be careful about is removing the spool as the things are delicate and the top can come off and then it will never go back together again. <clears throat> and that was the last of that conversation. I am assuming that there will be more later. Brad, if you want on the show, we will gladly have you on the show, and we will not treat you terribly for having a different opinion than us, and we will gladly hear hear things from a neck. No, that's what
0: conservatives do. And that about wraps it up for our uh, vibrations from the ether, so let's move down to check this out. we once
1: again have Majid. So this is from omglinux.com via uh, Londoner. Um, Meet Snapshot, Gnome's new camera app. So Gnome devs have released the first version of a new camera app which could replace the classic cheese webcam utility. Gnome incubator app Snapshot debuted on Flathub uh, this this weekend, uh, the weekend of April 29th. And the tool's description described it that is designed debuted i know i I, after i said it i realized Uh, let's start that again gnome incubator app snapshot debuted on flathub this weekend april 29th and the tool's description explains that it is designed to take pictures and videos on your computer tablet or phone joey snedden says and having tried it out i can confirm shark that's exactly what it does now naturally there's a wider scope with snapshot versus the old cheese The former is designed to cater to those uh, who run Gnome on mobile devices – does anybody run Gnome on a mobile device? Anyway, uh, both now and in the future – as well as those on traditional desktops and laptops with webcams like the latter. Accordingly, there are mobile-minded features built into Snapshot, such as the ability where supported to switch between front and rear cameras. You can browse images, videos taken with the app inside of the app. When viewing this, there is a share button that allows you to open Snaps in local compatible apps for editing, saving, or sharing. Images are saved as JPEG in dash photos dash camera, sorry, um, slash photos slash camera. Video saved as WebM files in slash videos slash camera. Snapshot is not a one-to-one feature replacement for cheese. The latter boasts a of special effects, a handy burst mode built-in flash that uh, lets you set a photo and video resolution and provides controls to adjust the brightness, contrast, saturations of the webcam image. Snapshot lacks these and a few other important ones like being able to set a reflection mode. Uh, Most of us are familiar with seeing ourselves in reverse. We do get a set of countdown timers for photos and a 10 second count in before starting recording. Will more features be added to Snapshot? Very likely and certainly in the coming months as norm 45 development gathers steam. The hope is that this app will be feature filled and mature enough to ship as a core app in the norm 45 release. For now, it's ideal for taking pics, recording short clips with sound, and most, of course, most of all, checking that your webcam works and you don't look a total mess just before you join that super important Zoom call. (laughs) Uh, If you want to see screenshots, uh, you can check out the omglinux.com
0: link in the show notes. And that does it for Check This Out. Let's move into housekeeping announcements. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mintcast. If you see something you'd like to hear about, tell us send us email at mintcast at mintcast.org, join us live on YouTube, post to the Mintcast subreddit, chat with us on Telegram and Discord, or post directly at https colon slash slash mintcast.org. Our next episode will be 2 p.m. U.S. Central Time on Sunday, May 28th, 2023. We have a link in the show notes to get that converted to your time zone. Our next roundtable live stream will be 2 p.m. U.S. Central Time, Saturday, June 3rd, 2023. And there's a link to get that converted to your time zone. Live stream information is at mintcast.org slash So let's wrap it up. Joe, where can our listeners find you?
2: Well, I do have a couple other shows that I'm on. I'm on the Linux Link Tech Show, which you can find at tllts.org. I'm on the Linux Ludcast, which you can find at linuxlugcast.com. You can send me an email directly, I obviously respond, jb at jb.mintcast.org, or you can buy me a coffee on Kofi. Moss?
0: I do Full Circle Weekly News, Distro Hopper's Digest, in addition to Mintcast. Uh, you can email me at bardmoss at pm.me. I'm on Mastodon as at xyvala at hosttux.social, and my other contact information can be found at itsmoss.com. Bill? Well you can email me at bill at mintcast.org, I'm Bill underscore H on Discord at WCHowser3 at org on Mastodon, I'm at WCHowser3 on Twitter, and the same on Facebook as well. I also check out my other podcasts, Linux OTC and three fat truckers.
1: And and I'm available you can email me on doctormagid at mintcast.org I'm at atypicaldoctor on Twitter, atypicalanesthetist on Instagram, and the atypicalanesthetist podcast on Spotify. Links in the show notes.
0: And before we leave, we want to make sure to acknowledge some of the people who make Mintcast possible. Bill and Joe and any other fine volunteer we can find for our audio audio editing. Archive.org for hosting our audio files. Hobstar for our logo, InitRD for the animated Discord logo, Londoner for our time syncs, Bill Hauser for her- hosting the server which runs our website, website maintenance, and the NextCloud server on which we host our show notes and raw audio. And the Linux Mint development team for the fine distro we love to talk about. Thanks, Thanks Clem, Clem. And, and uh, everyone. And one It's a wrap.
2: This has been another episode of the MintCast podcast. The show notes for this episode are at mintcast.org. You can send us email at mintcast at mintcast.org. You can find more information about Linux Mint at www.linuxmint.com. You can follow both MintCast and Linux Mint on Twitter at MintCast and at Linux underscore Mint. Thanks to Mark Blasco podcastthemes.com for our theme music. And
0: thanks for listening to this episode of The News.